When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yes, yes. Welcome in to the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. I am your host, Timothy Michael McKernan. Uh, in the studio with me, the great gangster Pete. Today, our guest, presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, online at evergreenstl.com, is KMOV anchor Courtney Bryant. KMOV anchor Courtney Bryant, gangster Pete, is someone who I have said, as you said to Courtney when she was leaving, even when she's not around, I say Courtney Bryant is going to be a star. Courtney Bryant is going to rule the world. And I think it's at a point where... Uh, everybody, including Courtney Bryant, is uncomfortable with how <laughs> bullish I am on Courtney Bryant. Yeah, I can vouch for that. You've been <laughs> saying that since the first time she came in here, and, and now it's all happening. And people are like, "Oh, you were right." And I'm like, "How? How does not? How do you not see this? You know?" Right. So, uh, yeah, you uh, you saw you saw the future on that one, of course. But but you weren't in here when she was in here last. No, I thought, this I is the first time I met her. Really? I was. She blew me away today. I mean, she's very impressive. She's uh, she's she's um incredibly talented is really what it gets down to. And the thing is, and I guess I'll go back into my TV news mode, which I haven't, God, it's been, it's almost been 15 years since I left KMOV. That, that messes me up. That, that really messes me up. I don't know why that messes me up. And it's almost been 20 years since I was hired. We're four months away from that. That messes me up. Um, cause I was 20, had just turned 23 when I was hired, but, um, the business is such that it is really tough, perhaps contrary to what many people think, I don't know, to make a living. And I'm talking about like a good living or even even kind of like a borderline living. Um, and it's because so many people want jobs and there are so few jobs. So therefore, it's economics because there is uh, so much supply uh, that the stations can pick and choose and say, oh, you don't want it. It's not going to impact our bottom line. If you don't want it, we'll offer $25,000 to this person. And they're going to take it because they think they're moving up in a market from, let's say, Little Rock, which is where I started, to St. Louis. And they're going to take it because th that will keep the dream alive that they're moving up to markets where eventually they're going to get paid a bunch of money. And even in the top markets, it doesn't necessarily translate. Even at the networks, it doesn't necessarily translate. I think people would be stunned to find out what some people are making when they think they're making a whole lot of money in the business. Now, so now I've, I've given you that, that perspective on it. The reason why I've been so high on Courtney is because it is my belief that she is going to, as I said to her, actually, as you'll hear me say this in this podcast, it was just kind of like a line, just like off the cuff. But I mean, I feel it, it that it's that it's obvious she's going to be a millionaire in this business. And to me, it's like obvious. 
but I don't know if I've seen anybody else in this business in St. Louis. And it's not a shot. It's just, it's, it's, you know, talk about lottery tickets. This is like the Powerball ticket when it's $350 million. It's just so tough. It's just so difficult to get one of what, what are essentially a handful of jobs. When I was, I don't know if we've talked about this gangster Pete before, but let me, now this was 2007 when I was doing the calculus, but 2019, well, how many sportscasters, television sportscasters, not Joe Bucks, not Al Michaels, not Bob Costas's, but sportscasters. Um, so I'm including anchor hosts and local anchors and ESPN hosts. I'm not talking play-by-play, though. Make a million dollars a year in sports. Ca- I'm not talking about radio. I'm talking about sports casting. What do you think? And, in, uh, and there's no wrong answer, but in my mind, I had a number when I made my decision to not continue to pursue television. U.S. only? U.S. only. I mean, I'd probably go with, like, 40. I said my number was actually 30. Really? Yeah. That really was it. It truly was it. And I thought to myself, not that the bar had to be I needed to make a million dollars a year, but I don't really like it that much, and that's essentially the math, and many of those people who are making the million are not going to be going away anytime soon, that now I'm, I'm going to go do something that I don't really want to do, ad lib over, you know, at the time, New Jersey Nets highlights or Mets highlights um, in hopes that it leads to, I remember the guy saying, and I think Courtney, I think we either talked about it off air or on air, but uh, that uh, the gentleman who was hiring me actually wasn't even my agent said, uh, well, sometimes you got to make sacrifice. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to be a lead anchor in New York and you're telling me I need to make a sacrifice. I mean, it's nuts, but that's the business. And so with regard to Courtney, um, I just see it's, it's kind of obvious that she will be one of those handful of people. We're not talking sports casting here. We're talking about network, whatever that is in five or 10 years. Um, that kind of, that kind of ability, um, which is why I've just, you know, from the beginning, I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is in a different, this is in a different realm. And it's not, and it's not intended to be criticism of the caliber of reporters or anchors in St. Louis over the last 20 years. It has nothing to do with that. It's just her ability. And so she came in in July of 18, and uh, and when we were sitting down at the very beginning, she goes, I mean, I don't even know you, and I don't know, I'm not that interesting. There's no way I'm going to be able to talk for like an hour. And I said, oh, we'll see. And then we wound up going longer than that. So this time around, uh, a little more comfortable, uh, even though we hadn't seen each other uh, since then, and uh, and went right back into it. And talked about all kinds of things. Now, the weird thing is, and I didn't know this when she got here to the HomeLoanExpert.com studios, uh, that she cannot say where she's going. Um, now, it has been reported in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch and also the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that she is going to be going to Atlanta and anchoring there. But the weird thing is, is and, I, and I honestly don't get it. I guess I think I kind of get some of it, um, actually, because uh, there's the corporations and contracts and all that stuff. And uh, in the whole scheme of things, it's not really what the interview was about. Uh, but I, I'm like, why what does it matter? What does it matter? You know, once you've announced you're leaving, but I, who knows? Beats me. I don't know. Everybody's got, got their thing. So, uh, and I'm talking about corporations. So whatever. So uh, she is leaving St. Louis at the end of the year as was a five-star lock when uh, I asked her when she was in her last time, when's your contract up? I'm like, okay, so that's when you'll be leaving St. Louis. It's, it's, uh, that's the way that this is going to work. Some people, when they plateau, they just kind of 
or they have families and they don't want to leave that they just, they're going to, they're going to stay in a market. But for her, she's from Los Angeles and she was going to have opportunities and uh, no surprise that she did. And, uh, and so per these reports in St. Louis Post-Dispatch and the Atlanta General Constitution, she will be going to the television station in Atlanta. Um, but it is my belief that she will wind up doing something even bigger. And I'm not trying to downplay being an anchor in St. Louis or being an anchor in Atlanta. I just think that she has the ability to, to do um, even more. Should she want to? Should she want to? You know, that's, that's, that's part of it is, and then and kind of talked about this in the interview, some people just kind of go, no, this is what I want to do. I don't want to live in New York. I don't want to live in Los Angeles, although she is from Los Angeles, and I would imagine that would be something that would be of interest to her eventually. But um, some people don't want to do that, and they they find, or maybe in her case, she'll get to Atlanta and go, you know what? Let's, let's stay here, and I'm very happy here, and, and God bless America. That used to be one of the things um, that people would like try to take shots at people, like, oh, never had the opportunity to go beyond St. Louis. And it's kind of like, well, you know, I can tell you right now, Doug worked in Miami, and I'm certain that if Doug wanted to, he could have left and gone somewhere else. Not a doubt in my mind. No, Steve Savard, for example, had opportunities. Cat auditioned at ESPN. Uh, not a doubt in my mind, Martin Kilcoin could go somewhere else if he wanted to, but people, you know, they put down roots or in the case of uh, Doug, Martin, myself, we're from here, you know, so that's a, that's a, that's an odd thing. Uh, but sometimes people do plateau and then this kind of can't go anywhere beyond that. Um, and then, uh, as I said, it's like a pyramid. As, as time goes on, fewer and fewer people get to play the game until you get to the very top of the pyramid. So Courtney has been in before she has been, um, a guest on the podcast, and now that she is uh, saying her farewells to St. Louis, we had her come back in for a repeat performance here on the Tim McKernan Show in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Grateful for her time, grateful for Ryan Kelly's sponsorship. He is the Home Loan Expert, and he is committed to giving you the absolute best customer service you're going to find anywhere. If you're buying a home, if you're refinancing a home, it's Ryan Kelly at the HomeLoanExpert.com. He will save you money. He will get it taken care of, and you will be thrilled that you chose to do business with Ryan Kelly. I don't hesitate to say it because I know it. TheHomeLoanExpert.com. He is our studio sponsor, and that is where Courtney Bryan and I talked it over here on the latest edition of the Tim McKernan Show. As Courtney is presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Last time you were here, you said there's no way we can talk for an hour. You have no idea what we're going to talk. And then we wound up talking for more than an hour, and I'll tell you what it was. You know what it was? It was wonderful. I'm glad you enjoyed that. Oh, yeah, I noticed you said, I enjoyed it. That was so passive-aggressive right out of the gate. The thing is, the last time I was here, you're just so easy to talk to, and I guess that is a compliment, (laughs) an unintended compliment, because you drew things out of me that I really was not intending to reveal. But this time, so you know that, now you have your guard up. I have my guard up. I mean, you got me to reveal that I was homeschooled. (laughs) That is not something I want the people of St. Louis to know. I I think that's a good thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. That upsets some people. Why? They don't like it. Why? I don't know. Why? I, it's controversial, I guess. Really? It I wasn't didn't my know choice. That. I had nothing to do with it. But I, you know, I mean, I want people to know that I got a good education. Yes. I did. Well, obviously so. And for the record, then you went on. You didn't just get homeschooled and then go into television. Right. Pepperdine. Well, I transferred to a public high school. I was there for three years. I graduated when I was 16 years old. That's right. I remember that. That was that was uncomfortable for me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you shouldn't be in here. We'll get it. It's, it's a, certainly an unconventional path, mm-hmm. but it worked for me. Yeah, not for well, every obviously kid. so. You really got to know your kid. So then that means you're starting at Pepperdine? I was 16 when it, I went to Pepperdine. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. 
I started at Missouri at 17, but that's because I had one of those weird oh. birthdays, not because I'm some wizard. I realize you're kind of like, oh, maybe you're intelligent. Maybe <laughs> despite what I'm looking at, you're intelligent. Well, I but have that's a not weird birthday, too. When is your birthday? September 27th. I'm surprised you don't okay. know Okay. I'm October 21. <laughs> See, I knew that. Yeah. Uh, you did. Yeah, absolutely oh not. Gosh. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm just trying to just trying to get some gravitas right. out of this whole thing. Gravitas. <laughs> you like that? So you are leaving. You are leaving St. Louis. I knew you were leaving St. Louis, not because you knew you were leaving St. Louis oh. when you were in here back in July of 18, but I said, and I don't know how uncomfortable it was for you, because I said, and I've said this on the radio too, and I said, Courtney Bryant is the best talent to come through St. Louis. And I jokingly say since me, although maybe I'm being serious. <laughs> I, I, wow. part, of me, part of me actually thinks I might be being serious. I need to interview myself. But for real, I, I, the first time I, I said to my wife, I said, my God, five seconds, I said, she's going to go do whatever she wants to do. That's so, it, so nice of you. But it's, but it's, a, but it's a very sincere um, compliment just because having done this stuff, I kind of know what I, what I think has huge potential. And mm -hmm. so it's not a surprise, not because you dislike St. Louis, that you're going to have incredible opportunities so when you were here i thought okay whenever your contract's up you're going to leave not because you dislike st louis or anything like that just because mm -hmm. people are going to want you to come and work for them and that of course is what has wound up happening well yes so you've got a big crystal ball here in the studio and <laughs> you knew that you knew this too you just can't say it <laughs> well I, gosh i mean how do i say this st louis has been the most incredible place for me to live i've been here Four? Has it been four? It'll be four years, four right? Year, I mean, fall yeah. of 15? Yeah, it was four years in September. So, um, you know, yeah. I mean, I look at myself before I was here, and I look at myself on my way out, and it's been a transformative place for me. Just, you know, not only career-wise, obviously, um, but just as an individual. You know, I'm a Southern California girl. Spending four years in the Midwest is kind of put some, you know, put some hair on my chest. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to follow up with it anyway. Don't worry. <laughs> it's 20 degrees outside. Yeah. Yeah. It is cold. Uh, but no, it's good. I think living here, especially during the 2016 election, I always like to tell my family, like, you guys, I have a little bit more of a perspective having been here during that experience. That's true. You know, certain things, certain stories I've covered, just experiencing different weather, to be quite honest. Um, it has made me a more well-rounded individual. It's opened me up to some Midwest values and, you know, just the, the different way that people live and think. I think um, having been here for four years, I'm going to go somewhere else that I will not talk about. I know. Uh, but I'm, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bring with me, um, I think, just a wider perspective about the world. Just It's just broadened my worldview. What, is it, what is it about St. Louis that, that you feel like you've learned? I don't know. Um, St. Louis is a unique place. I think I talk about the Midwest, but I think St. Louis kind of lives in its own category, too. Um, I have a better appreciation for baseball. I know that's you were not You were not a Dodgers or Angels fan coming here. Let me just clear the record. Okay, because, what do we you have know, here? People have accused of me of pretending to be a Cardinals fan. <laughs> I am a very rabid Lakers fan. I'm really big into NBA. You know, I grew You're up You're happy watching... with what you see from LeBron and Anthony Davis at this point. I'm coming around to LeBron. I am... Oh, wow. You were a reluctant <laughs> LeBron fan. You, you have to, you've got to love him because he's part of the family. But, you know, a lot of Lakers fans spent years not liking LeBron. Sure. So Now it's tough to know. adjust. As a human, I think he's wonderful. I think he's an angel. He's done a lot of good for people, but um, it's just hard. I you guess. grew up on Kobe. I grew up on Kobe and Shaq. When is it Kobe and Shaq? Where were you on that? Oh, 
it just doesn't get any better. I mean, yeah, but I mean, there was like Team Kobe, Team Shaq during that whole no, feud. No, no, you you were you were. I don't care. They're wearing my right. Laker purple and gold, and I'm right. good. I mean, they're all part of the family. All right. You and know. just for crushing it. I mean, sure, Kobe was a ball hog, but he <laughs> he won games. He won championships for us. I mean, come on, give the guy his respect. See, I was a Laker fan growing up in South St. Louis. No way. Yes, indeed. Irish Catholic guy from South St. Louis. Now, you know about the St. Louis demographics now from being here right? for four years. So you mm-hmm. know the situation in South St. Louis where everybody's, you might imagine, surprisingly so during that time, were Celtics fans. Go figure. Yeah. See if you can figure out the reasoning for that. But here I am. I'm just like, well, the Lakers are way more entertaining. So I love Magic. I love right. James Worthy. I can't get enough of this. And people are like, why do you like that? I go, why wouldn't you like the Lakers? And now <laughs> I'm aware of the world as opposed to when I was like eight. And I go, oh, I see what was going on. But I didn't mm-hmm. care. I liked this team. So that's what I liked. That's what I like. They're the best. They're the best. The yeah. greatest. The funnest team to watch. Yeah. So I care about basketball. I grew up watching, you know, like we, my family's from Pasadena. Uh, a lot of my family roots are in Pasadena. And so we grew up going to the Rose Bowl every year, you know, going to the Rose Parade. And then you have the teams playing in the Rose Bowl. So it was college football and it was NBA basketball. Sure, we went to Dodger games too, but it was never, I think just LA is such a vibrant, big, huge diverse community there's so much competing for people's attention so it's it's transient it's transient yes um so i guess you just pick what your sports teams are not everybody is going to be a passionate baseball soccer basketball football fan you know you've got to kind of pick a couple and go with that so well my read is in la and maybe i'm wrong you live there you know the program Mm -hmm. your family is there that if the team is hot, if they're winning championships, or if they have a star, then people will go. If the team is no good, bandwagoners. The, the, well, but I mean, I get it because you got other things to do. I have Anna? no respect for bandwagoners. Oh, look at you, <laughs> taking taking a stand. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, and like the Rams went to L.A. I don't really know that many Rams fans, to be honest. Really, people in my family, my friends back home. I don't. Do really... they go? Do they even? Do they drive down to Carson to the soccer stadium and watch the Chargers play? I have one friend who goes really? to the Rams games and the Rams games, not the Chargers. And Carson. I don't know. I mean, I've knew I've known people to be Chargers fans when they were in San Diego. Sure, well that makes sense. But, but now they're playing at a soccer stadium in Carson. Yeah, it's kind of odd. So <laughs> anyway, so I say all that to say, moving to St. Louis. You have appreciation when I saw, for the game of baseball. I, I walked into Ballpark Village for the first time, and I was just, I mean, it it blew my mind. I'd never seen anything like it. And I come from a sports town. A, I mean, LA is not a sports town, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, a there's a billion franchises and there's huge a huge amount lot, of people. Right. I mean, it has a lot to offer, but it just was the passion of the fans that I had never seen before. I mean, Sure, you have fights in the stadium at you know at, at Dodger Stadium. It does happen. That's don't wear your that's giant a different scare. kind of passion. Sure, but <laughs> I think just seeing um, just the love that the city has for the Cardinals, it's been cool. You yeah. know, I mean, I've gotten to sit out there and report on opening day, and you know, be on a stage surrounded by thousands of screaming fans, some who have been drinking. <laughs> um, some who have been drinking. <laughs> but that's been cool, I think. Um, what about the blues thing? That, I have to tell you, it's a lifelong St. Louis, and it supersedes, I always knew if it happened, it would be huge. Mm-hmm. But when it did happen, it was bigger than I thought it was going to be. So I was on my honeymoon during oh. the Stanley Cup win and parade, and <laughs> so I just missed that. Um, but, man, that was cool. I mean, just witnessing the energy Leading up to that win, you know, and just seeing where they started their season, uh-huh. you know, it was the best. It really was. It was and the that's, best. You talk about bandwagoners. People have waited years for this and they've supported the team 
And they didn't give up hope when they're losing year after year after year, you know, falling just short of the cup. And then they win. It's just cool to see. In a game seven at Boston. It was oh, my perfect. gosh. It, was, it really was one of my favorite sports moments of my life. Did the yeah. Kings thing resonate in L.A. at all? I mean, because they had a couple cups. and That's exciting. But, again, it's <laughs> not. It's so dismissive. <laughs> <laughs> so dismissive. It's just not, it's were not you there the when that same. happened? Twelve. I wasn't it happened twelve. Okay. No. Where were wasn't. you then? Um, you were like in Tel Aviv or something, weren't you? Probably. It's yeah, somewhere. Of course. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> right. I can already tell you. I was here. Yeah. I know I was here. I was no, twenty just, years ago. I was here. Again, it's not the same because I think when you have so many different things competing for people's attention, you know, you got to include certain things too. You got the beach. That's free. Sure. You can go to the beach for free. You can go to the mountains for free. You can ride your bike. You can snowboard. You can surf. You can. There's so many different things people are into out there. I think just being here, being in a sports town that has two really solid teams, used to be three, now course, it's two. Of course. Uh, people just throw their support behind them and, and love on the team, and it's awesome. I think it's cool to watch. Do you so. think uh, Do you think two football teams will succeed in Los Angeles? I no. think I can. Okay, good. We're having, because I didn't know if you're like, oh, I don't want to <laughs> say. Here's what I think. I think. Every time I fly into LAX, I see you see the new stadium. The stadium. Right. You fly right over yeah. the stadium. Yeah, that's why they had to build it into the ground right. because of FAA regulations. It's so fascinating to see the progress on it, but I think it will be a boost for that area. I mean, it's already Inglewood, started right yeah. next to where the, uh, the forum lives, is. Right. Yeah, my sister lives right there. She lives in Inglewood. Um, I mean, you can already see that that's an area that's really um, gentrifying, for better or for worse. You know, it has certain downsides, but. Um, I think when the stadium opens, it will be the new hotspot. I mean, in a certain sense, when you go to Staples Center and you go to a Laker game, it's kind of a CNBC, sort of a nightlife crowd. Mm -hmm. You know, right. I mean, people dress up, ladies wear heels. You know, it's it's just kind of the way it is. So I think when the stadium opens, it's going to be something similar. You know, you're going you to have to be a scene. It's a scene. Yeah. You know, there's bars, there's restaurants. Right. So it's sort of a social scene. I think it'll attract some interest. Uh, and I know Taylor Swift is going to be opening it up with a concert. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow, we have some dish here on the <laughs> podcast today. <laughs> not that I'm a big Taylor <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. not a Swifty. Some, some dish but, on the podcast. Um, well, I, I, I went to that site. I, I was supposed to interview the mayor of uh, Inglewood when I was doing this kind of uh, dig into what was going on with it. Mm -hmm. And I went down and interviewed the mayor of Carson, visited that site, which they were like, why are you here? It's a, it's a landfill. And it was a landfill. Mm -hmm. So I think it was a bluff the whole time. Um, but when I went to that site... Um, one of the things that stood out to me is unlike most huge football stadiums or baseball stadiums or arenas, usually you can see it right off of, as we would say here, a highway or in their case, there, your case, their right. freeway. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a, it's not easy to get to. Are they doing so? Because I feel like that is going to be, and I know traffic mm -hmm. always is brutal there as it is, but that seems like that's going to be a real issue. And not that it all, always is in, in any way. You mean just because you can't see it? Just because it's not, it's, it's, it's kind of like off side streets in a sense, not like right off right. of a... And I'm curious, like, if people are like, yeah, I don't really want to go to a game anyway, and now it's going to be even worse getting to and from. I mean, it's just traffic is a beast in L.A., so I think people are so – you don't even hear people complain. Like, I always laugh when people are like, oh, the traffic is just so bad on, uh, you know, Highway Farty. <laughs> oh, oh, you St. Louis dialected it, and I caught it. I caught the whole thing. I call Forty it I-64, <laughs> but, you know, around here. But, no, I think – People just don't even talk about it. It's just kind of like it's almost people in like, LA are just so used to it. It's like whatever. Well, I know it's, it's gonna be ninety like, minutes to go to 
10 miles and that's the way people that it is. complain but it's almost like a badge of honor you know oh man let me tell you how i got here you know i took the 405 to the 10 then i got off on lincoln and i had to take four or five side streets and then Waze was wigging out so then i had to pull out a map out of the side of my car you know it's like people always have to tell the story people I think do there was tell a, the story i would think people are just kind of there was an snl or i think it was mad tv the skit about you know the californians <laughs> oh talking i love that that was SNL. wasn't that funny the californians but wonderful it was funny because it's so accurate. Yeah. People always have to tell the story about which freeways they took, how long it took. I was in traffic for 225. You were in traffic <laughs> for 245. Okay, well, I win. You know. Isn't that isn't that miserable though? But you're just used to it. See, I would think there are certain aspects of being in traffic I do miss. Like I used to be. What do you do? Like podcast a million things. Um, Audible. I used to be really oh, nice. into Audible. Yeah. I would read so many books. Um, do you, you call know. it reading when you're listening? I'm curious. It's, yeah, it counts. Okay, yeah, yeah all right, sure. good. I do too. I do too. But I'm like, yeah, I read this book, but it I really listen to it. Smarter. Absolutely. Well, people I read know better. With four me. books a month, you guys. <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean, there are certain podcasts I would listen to. Um, L.A. local radio is great. Is I, it? I, you know, yeah, just talk radio. I used to listen to it for hours. I won some Barry Manilow tickets once for my favorite radio show. So you called in. And then you won tickets. Is that the deal? Yeah, really. Yeah. So, I mean, Look at like, you while you were sitting in traffic. While I was sitting in positive traffic. ROI. Right. Wonderful. So, you know what? <laughs> I mean, there are certain aspects, but it is nice to live somewhere that doesn't have horrible traffic, um, unless it snows or something like we had this week. But, yeah. You know, I mean, people live with it. You learn to live with it. Yeah, I know. I understand. I'm just curious. Numb like, I mean, I, I like I intentionally when we came up with this whole complex here. Like, I want the studio to be, like, a mile at the most from my home because mm. I hate being in my car. So I prefer New York City over in Las Vegas, which I realize isn't in the same because I love that right. I don't have to drive. L.A., I mean, listen, it's beautiful. The weather is incredible. Mm -hmm. But, God, I just wouldn't do well with that. Uh, like, I don't go out everyone. in Manchester, yeah. like, after 4 <laughs> o'clock, you know? You know, there's something about Manchester that uniquely stresses me out and you are an la driver in manchester bothers you. yes now explain this to me because this is good knowledge because i've heard somebody else like a celebrity uh, say I, maybe they like route 66 is manchester part of it is and they said it's one of the worst roads in america is manchester i think because there are so many businesses along manchester that people want to get to and if they're going to make a left in one of the two lanes you're yes. doomed. you're absolutely doomed it's what the you are. left turn yeah. i mean i don't know how you fix it you can't. Because it's just, it is a nonstop, never-ending row of businesses. And you have, uh, you know, many streets like this where I'm from. But I don't know if there's They have turn lanes, a, probably. They have a little thing you can shoot into and, and sure, turn. Sure. It's right. more Manchester control. does not. Manchester is a big free-for-all. Yes. I'm anti-Manchester. Right. And it bothers you more than the 405, <laughs> it, right. uh, it sounds like. So you say, and I understand, even though I didn't know this, Initially, but I didn't. I'm surprised that it's like this way. Maybe you could explain why. So you cannot at this moment say where you were going. You can just say I that cannot. you were going. Can there you, have been rumors, but I am not. You are not here uh, to confirm. And I will not. I will not. I will not press you on these rumors. Appreciate but, that. Uh, well, well, I mean, what, what good does it do? <laughs> but, um, but, but why is it that way? And I'm going to say because I'm sure this is like a contractual thing. Um, Yes, I think it's just there are things at play that are bigger than me. Yeah, and, I understand that. You know, I don't want to get in the way of that by letting something out of the bag. And, you know, there's some exciting things happening. I mean, look, the good thing is that it's all positive and it's, you know, I mean, sadly, I have to leave St. Louis. But just know that I am leaving for an opportunity that um, is just it's the best decision for me and my family and my future. And, 
at the end of the day, I'm, I'm really going to miss St. Louis. Yeah. Um, but this was just an opportunity that that was compelling enough to move on. And I'm, 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 certainly you had all kinds of opportunities. That's not surprising either. As you went through the process, and it's always flattering when multiple places mm. are interested in, in, in your services, especially in, in this kind of business, uh, did you find certain things that, you know what, I thought I might have wanted to do this, but now as I'm in this position that I now know that I want to do this perhaps more so? Yeah, I think in my heart, I'm a, um, I'm a person who's just passionate about people. I think that's the biggest thing in this job that it just puts you in positions where you could be talking to the governor of a state. Um, and you could be talking to a homeless person on the street, just t trying to stay warm, you know, it just puts you in front of different people. And I think I'm always going to do that in some capacity, but stay tuned on mm -hmm. how I carry that out in my next role. We will find out here in yeah. the next few weeks. I gather Yeah, we have to. Yeah. So when you were here last time and I thought this, this was the thing, you know what? I was refreshed by this. Mm -hmm. I was refreshed by, look at you, give me this look. <laughs> You're just so full of it. But I was like, in my opinion, this, this lady could do really whatever you want to do in this business mm -hmm. and and yet you were like I don't want to be essentially like a pawn in in the television news business where you said that that that's was my so interpretation dramatic. but that's what it was I'm like and I went home and I said to my wife I said man I told you she was really talented but I think she's really sure she might do some good with this talent because you're wow. not just going to sit there and like okay I'm going to go and work at this place and I'll make you know certain seven plus figures and and then read stuff that I know is not accurate or report stuff that is Did not you say accurate. Seven figures. I you'll make seven. That's figures. That's a lot of money. You'll, you'll all in. Wow. God, if I can, can you I bet you for a piece? Me. Oh, it's not a doubt in my mind. Hundred <laughs> percent. And everybody else who emails me wants to get in the business. I said, don't get into the business. And now maybe I'll meet them, and they may be a lottery ticket. You know how tough it is to to be successful in this thing. But you know what? If you if you want it enough, oh, don't tell be. me if you work hard, you'll do. Don't. No, do. I can't let you no. say this on my podcast. Uh -uh. I know it's I think, not true. I think there's a certain amount of luck. Um, let me tell you what it is for me. There's talent. There's talent. Let That's me what tell it you what in. it is. All right. What's going on? You I'm tell me here because here. God wants me to be here. Wow. I believe that. I'm not just saying it. It's not just a trite statement. I really believe that if I, if this was not what my purpose is meant to be, I wouldn't be here. It wouldn't work out. Well, that so. takes it to another level and you believe there's a higher calling involved in well, the whole thing. sure. Because I think that when you're walking in your calling, when you're walking in your purpose, that God's going to open the right doors. I mean, I'm a person of faith and, you know, you might believe differently, but I truly, I mean, I look back on the way things happened in my career and there is no other explanation. So. Well, I guess that just, gives you a good peace of mind then. Right. That, I mean, that, that I, is have, the case. I have looked at, um, at potential bosses. I've looked at hiring managers and I have said, do not give me this job if it's not for me. I have told people, don't give me the job. And I get the job. I mean, how <laughs> really? does that Even after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, because I actually believe that too. I mean, if a job is not for you and you get the job, then there could be nothing worse. No. You know, yeah, sometimes no, yeah. oh, you yeah. get in your own way. Oh, no, I agree with that so, in, a, in a big way. So, so when, you make, when you're making your decision to go where you're going to go, was it was it was it a tough decision? Was it a tough decision? Um, because you have options. Hey, I hope you're enjoying our conversation with Courtney Bryant here on the Tim McKernan Show. Courtney is presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies at evergreenstl.com. You know, it was when we were wrapping up, we were just uh, Courtney and I were talking after the uh, the interview, and. Um, he said, you know, the way I can tell I'm becoming an adult is because now I know that I need to 
manage my money more effectively than I have. And, 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 I, and talking about um, some of the things that she's been advised to do and how now she's taking it seriously. And I'm like, yeah, I wish I would have had somebody do that with me. People did. I just didn't do it. And that's my fault. Well, now I am telling you the best advice I can give you. Go online at evergreenstl.com. Do it. You will be so happy you did. I wish I could like do some kind of bet with you. Um, I'd lose money, I suppose. Um, but it would, it would prove how serious I am about this. And call Mark Hanna at Evergreen Wealth Strategies, 314-889-0503. Or you can go online at evergreenstl.com and, and let him show you the right way to manage your money. It's just, it's so important. And it's such a weird deal because now I look back and God, if I would have been doing this 15 years ago, the situation, and it's not like I was making a whole bunch of money then. It's fine. But just just setting it aside, and it's so easy. And once you, it's just like automatic. You just take it out. It doesn't matter. Okay, I, I got to pay this, you know, like a credit card. So I'm like, well, I guess I'll have to get it next time because I am going to set aside this much money. I'm going to invest this much. I'm going to put this, in, in my case now, into uh, to 529 for my son. Um, you know, this much is going over to my financial, whatever it is. You got to do it. And it's so important. And it's my biggest regret. So it's one thing to just say, hey, find a financial advisor. Well, here I'm telling you, Mark Hanna is that person. 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Another wonderful sponsor of this podcast is James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. He's so wonderful that I switched from my insurance person to James Carlton uh, about a year after doing uh, commercials for James Carlton. And I couldn't really speak to anything firsthand outside of, oh, I've gotten to know James. I've been to his office. I've seen how big his staff is. So therefore, I know that you're not going to talk to a recording or somebody off in some other city. Uh, you're going to talk to somebody who is on his staff in Webster Groves. Well, now I've made the switch. And so now I can tell you firsthand that the experience is absolutely incredible. And now I believe uh, Jimmy the Cat Hayes is talking about making the switch as well because he's just like, yeah, I've met James. And you got, I don't know why I wouldn't. Yeah. And then when it gets down to it, insurance is about taking care of your family. And, uh, and they do all the paperwork for you. Once you make the switch, do it. You'll be happy you did. It's another thing. I'll parlay that with my Mark Hanna play. You'll be happy you did. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. Home, auto, life insurance. And it's so, especially if you're younger, that stuff's so inexpensive, so inexpensive for how much coverage you get for your family. That's the move. James is going to put you on the right track. Uh, 314-961-4800. Go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, Carl, James Carlton State Farm. Now, back to our guest this week here on the Tim McKernan Show, Courtney Bryant. It's always tough. I think it gets harder when you have good options to choose between. If like you have how one long bad option it? and one good option, then that's an easy choice. Sure. But if you have two good options or you have three good options, then it's always hard. Um, but I think for me, what was a new element this time around is I just got married, mm -hmm. got married in June. My husband's also from Southern California like me. Um, I think it was just harder because this was the first time it really weighed on me that what I choose to do with my career affects him. And obviously he was a big part of the decision-making process, but you know, it's still just hard because you know that now your life is not just your own it's you and your spouse and yeah. your future children and you know where you choose to work also dictates where you choose to live sure so does this i'm curious and if i'm out of line here tell me 
I really, cause I, but I did, I was thinking about this because mm-hmm. as I've expressed, I think you're going to be incredibly you're already successful, but Thank even you. more so successful. But then in, in this in this business, and it's really, I guess when it gets down to it, it's unfair. It's just the way that it is. Mm-hmm. If a woman wants to start a family, then that will take you out of the picture, at least for a sure. period of time. I would imagine that's something you and your husband think about as you are on this trajectory. Man, let me tell you, we are on the... Um we are on the houseplant and goldfish stage right now. So <laughs> oh, wow, I was doing that at thirteen. <laughs> there, are, there are levels to this. You know, you want to start with fish if you can keep a fish alive. And you have. We have. All right, well, good. He, he has. He has. I don't touch the fish tank. <laughs> uh, but after that, I think maybe a puppy. You know. You guys are going to advance to the puppy stage. Advance to the puppy stage. Practice on that, and then if we're shown to be responsible, then I think we could think about being trusted with a human life. <laughs> you know, because. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I've never been, I'm not one of those people who said, oh, when I was younger, I just dreamed of being a mom. That's my sister. My sister is the most maternal, just naturally, she doesn't have any kids, but she's just the most naturally maternal person. And she'll probably have like seven kids, <laughs> hopefully soon. Uh, better get started soon. But um, hopefully Lauren's not listening. <laughs> I'm sure she's a loyal listener of a St. Louis right? podcast. <laughs> um, but when it, when it comes to me, I've always been passionate about my career. So yeah. I just, my career is like my baby. Um, but I want to be a parent someday. But it's a weird spot, I would think, for women in broadcasting. It I is. would think weirder than it is for guys, I guess. I don't know if weird's the right word. It's a tough spot. Tough spot. Well, I'm twice now. I've been promoted to jobs after filling yeah, in for another woman right. who was on maternity leave. Yeah. So that's kind of an odd thing. I mean, it's not like I took their job. I want to make that clear. But, you know, I mean, you do think about if I go away for three months, is my job still going to be there for me? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it will be in most cases, but you don't want to feel like the viewers will forget about you yeah. or, you know, or that you're going to lose traction or your head's going to be out of the game. Yeah. You know, so when you when you when you're looking at what the big picture is beyond like, let's talk five years, 10 years. Mm-hmm. I remember asking you about that last time has that changed over the last especially since you've gone through the process of having people express interest and in, and in, in being all over the place uh where you go you know what i thought i wanted to do this maybe 15 16 months ago but mm-hmm. now maybe i'm thinking this is what i would prefer to do with my career long term i think long term i just want to be in a place with my career where it's something that can go hand in hand with my life and you know i think so many people say this is a calling, it's a passion. At the end of the day, it's also a job. And you just can't lose sight of the fact that the things that are important are still important. Yeah. You know, you should still be there for your family. I think you should live in a city where you can see yourself putting down roots. Um, it just dictates so much about your personal life. And this business has a tendency to take over everything and suck the air out of, you know, everything else. And Sadly, I think a lot of people are left without having a family life. So I think well, that's the hours that, and the work and weekends can be, at least in sports, it was working weekends a lot of times, holidays, yeah. that can make it yeah. brutal. Like Steve Savard and Doug and I were the sports department and I was the number three guy. Right. So I was going to be work, but it was, we like to a drawing and Christmas Eve, you get, we got to, you know, you got to be there. That's just yeah. the way that it's tough and you get used to it, but it's tough. And weekends and nights. You that's work that, a lot of holidays. Yeah. That's um, the nature of the beast. Yeah. So I think... For my next role, I was just looking at something that would be um, a work-life balance. And, you know, I've been lucky to have that here in St. Louis for four years. It's worked well. 
So that was also something that I kept in mind because, sure, you can run for president of the United States, but is it going to make your family happy? Is it going to make you... uh, is it going to make you president? <laughs> By the way, anyone who runs for president is sacrificing a lot. I will say that. You are making that. Okay. Oh, my gosh. You're making an announcement. No, no. Oh, my gosh. I would ne- First of all, I'm really underqualified. Um, I just did that. I don't know why anyone would want to be president. That is a I don't know anybody would really want to run for office. We were having that conversation in a commercial break during the radio show to get today. And a, and a friend of mine, who I think is a guy who could actually win U.S. Senate in in, in, uh, in Missouri, mm-hmm. when I asked him about it, and he has a role in, in an elected office in, in the area. You probably know him. Um, and he was uh, in my fraternity at the University of Missouri, low so many years ago. And he said, yeah, I just I would never want to put my family through the inevitable yeah whatever you know because the, the things will get dug into and manipulated uh, i don't i yeah so i sometimes think we don't get necessarily the most qualified people because some of the best people don't want to get into oh, sure. the mess you sure. know yeah, yeah but i mean it just gives you an appreciation for um you know public servants and people in elected office it's just a really hard job and you know you got enemies on both sides and you know, you sacrifice a lot. Are you so. experiencing that? You, you're, we're not in the election year. You will be on the desk during the election year. Um, that you get, you, you, you're just reporting a story, but you'll have somebody say, "Hey, I can tell that you're on the left," or "I can tell you you're know on what? the right." I get attacked from both sides. Yeah, so means I you're think doing your job. That means I'm doing my job, <laughs> right? You know what? Somebody attacked me for posting a photo of some baked cookies i baked on facebook <laughs> I this was just like two this. days ago <laughs> what was the problem were the cookies burnt maybe that was the issue no was they wrong? were lovely i brought them into to the newsroom <laughs> I, this is one thing i don't know if people know this about me but i am so domestic i love to bake i love to cook especially when it's cold like this i know i, I just like to I, turn I, on yeah. the oven yeah, i've been doing some cooking so, here the last couple of days man. for the family so, yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 I don't know what to say i just do I, i'm like i got nothing to do here it's the afternoon <laughs> I got a bad shoulder. I can't work out. So I'm like, I'll cook for the family. That's, That's what so I'm nice. Do. Yeah, well, I got yeah. a two-year-old. I got a wife. I'm like, I'll help out. I'll, do, I'll, do, I'll contribute around here in some well, way. Well, apparently that makes you a horrible person. Because yeah, if to, you to post a photo. Why? Of- Who was upset? Was it was it, was it it a lady saying you shouldn't be doing this? Or was it a guy? What, it was what, a what, what was the angle? What was, was, was he man. mad about? What could he be mad about about your cookies? He said, now I say this with... Let me first preface this by saying this. Oh, we have to have our official disclaimers. Official disclaimer. Okay. You know, there's this cancel culture yeah, going on these days. Okay. I am so passionate about um, helping the homeless. And and I say I'm passionate about it, but I do not do nearly enough. I should be doing more. And I it's a, a personal goal of mine, actually, to get out more and support local groups that are out in this cold you know, serving people, just trying to keep, these are human beings who are sleeping on the street. It's cold outside. They have nothing to eat. It just breaks my heart. So, um, yeah, I, I think there should be more done for people who are in need. Um, now, this person, when I posted the photo, it was just a beautiful photo of some cookies I baked with a nice Christmas mug in the back. Seems rather benign. Right. I, you know, I mean, it's not political. It's not, you know, nothing controversial, I thought. So I post the photo. It's got the Christmas mug. And I go, hey, I'm just listening to some Christmas music. And, you know, it's cold outside and baking cookies. You know, I'm kind of in the Christmas spirit already. And this guy goes, with all the people suffering in St. Louis, you're posting photos of goodies. How dare you? Do you think this was, do you think there any chances this was a parody count? 
this was a real guy. It's so possible. I'm going to have to go find this. I, what do you have, like a <laughs> fan page or something like that? I got to go see what's going I on here. I I mean, I normally Oh, did don't. you engage? I, well, yeah, oh, never I engage. Mean, I don't know. And now I'm talking about it on the show. I mean, I just, I find it just indicative of where we are as a social media culture that you can't post a photo of baked cookies that came without out of your oven into, without it. There, I found it now. Comment section fights. <laughs> yeah, that's why I call it. Well, 387 people liked it, but one guy, it really got it. It was a burn his saddle. He, <laughs> <laughs> he I wanna was find upset. This. I want to find this. I want to really hope that I'm not mutual friends with him. That's, oh, that's the thing no. that I, it's the thing that I'm very concerned about. Maybe you should ask where he went to high school. Oh, God. <laughs> did, did you get asked that while you were here? You had to have. I do, and then I tell people, well, I wish I could tell people, oh, I was homeschooled, but I can't because I wasn't homeschooled in high school. <laughs> I like to tell people, oh, I went to El Camino High School. And they're like, oh, where's that? I'm like, Ventura, California. Yeah. And then what, what happens? And they're like, so you're not from St. Yeah, Louis. I'm from St. Louis. <laughs> you're not from St. Louis. Right. Did you find it tough? Now, did, you, did your husband move with you from Southern California? Or was he already here? What was the, what's the background he, here? So we met in college. We met at Pepperdine. And we dated for like a decade. But oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we, um, I came here for the job. And then he came out. A, a few a few months later, just to support me, and mm -hmm. that meant a lot to me. So sure, of course well, I, I mean, you're just so you had to be deal. together for six years going into you moving here. Then My quite a bit of time, correct? Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's been so incredibly supportive of my career in general, but also just being in St. Louis. And he works in marketing. He's sort of in the pet food marketing okay. sector, All so right. he's done a little bit of work with Nestle Purina, sure, um, and Royal Canin. Um, so he has been so supportive of me and for that, I'm so grateful. And for him to just continue to do that in this next opportunity, that means a lot to me. The reason why I ask, I'm not trying to turn this into TMZ, but I was curious because we hear from people. I had a gentleman named Anthony Bartlett. I don't know if you read his article. It was in yeah. St. Louis magazine. He started a, a company. It's not a foundation called St. Louis transplants. Hmm. And he was a guest for a show a couple weeks ago, and it really resonated with people. When I've talked about observing in St. Louis and as a St. Louisan is that it's so tough oftentimes for people who are not from here to be welcomed in in certain social circles because mm. it's provincial, parochial, whatever the term one would you want to use. But then on the other side, it's tough to get people, which is his big goal with his company, to move their businesses or to move rising stars, young rising stars in their 20s or 30s, to St. Louis because he finds that the reputation, as we're aware of, whether it be with crime or other issues, is is not a positive one. Mm. And that's what he has tried to as a very intelligent man. He went to Georgetown um, and his message resonated. It didn't it didn't get any blowback. So I'm curious, you know, you didn't come here um, single. You know, you came here with the person you'd been with for a while. But sometimes right. people find it really tough if they're not from St. Louis to and I'm not talking about in television news. I'm talking about just in general. In general. Did you find that? Uh, you know, no, no, but I think I am different just in the fact that part of my job forces me to yeah, get out in the yeah, community. Yeah. So, you know, and too, I think when you're in local media, people just have this common bond and it's just, it's like a built-in support system. So I ended up having three former Channel 5 reporters in my wedding. <laughs> Christina <laughs> Coleman. Christina Eric Coleman, Messer Michelle wife. London, and... Kaya Edwards, um, all former Channel 5 reporters. Oh, all right. Look at you. I didn't Affiliating plan, with the enemy. I did not plan to have <laughs> the competition in my wedding in, in such a high number. But, I mean, it just kind of shows 
those are the relationships you make. You kind of, you know, you have the local media pool to draw from. And then charity events. You do a lot of yeah. charity events, speaking engagements, involved a lot of local groups and things like that. It just kind of puts you around a lot of social settings where you yeah. meet people. Yeah. And um, I have a lot of friends at my gym. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> well, they're what just gym it? friends. I don't really hang out with them outside the gym. So, like, but. now, what's that like? Because when my wife goes and works out, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, no, I don't want to work out at 5 o'clock because like, that's that's the time where the creeps come out, you know? So is that what I'm talking about? Is that what you're talking about? Well, you're talking about, like, guys like, oh, there's Courtney Bryant. I'm going to take my shot, <laughs> you know? Or is that what we're talking about? Um, no, I'm at a gym now where there's no creepy people. Oh, is that but right? Where you know, is this? Why don't you do an endorsement? <laughs> well, I'm not going to reveal where I go work out twice a week. Because then the creepy people will follow. It'll be sure. chicken and egg. Yeah. They'll come out of the Especially woodwork. Especially with this audience. Right. But I think when people get to know you, then they realize, hey, that's kind of weird. You know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a regular person. I happen to be on TV, but... You know, it'd be weird if you go to the same place all the time and someone's kind of creeping. Yeah, well, I would agree. But you know? that's what goes on at these it places. Does. I feel terrible and for women because I see it and I'm just like, oh, God, this guy's going to try and it's going to be awkward for everybody around. Yes. Every woman deals with yeah. that when they go work out. So it's it's awful. just unfortunate. Yeah, it is an yeah. unfortunate thing. One of my favorite things in your time at KMOV, because our, our listeners would post the clips of Doug's uh, rants, oh, Doug no. Unplugged, would be... Your reaction oh. <laughs> in particular. <laughs> Me and those. Claire Kelly. Yes, you and yes. Claire Kelly. <laughs> now, you'd see those. You'd probably be seeing them in the monitor on the desk for the first time. What would you be yes. thinking as you'd watch these things? Because this is what we have been doing on the radio show for 15 years, and I worked with Doug for five years at KMOV, so I know oh my gosh. the song and dance, but the first time you saw it, you had to be like, what in the world is this? See, now the added aspect is you're seeing our facial expressions, right. too. You're not just hearing right. our voices, right. you know. <laughs> But there are times where Claire and I look at each other during his rant and we go, are we going to just not acknowledge this and just close the show? And she goes, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And we just come out and we go, the CBS Evening News is next. We'll see you back here on News 4 and 6. Awkward transitions. I like. (laughs) But, uh, you know, we love Doug's rants. I mean, I don't want to endorse some of the more controversial ones, but I like the spirit. I like the the passion he brings. Got a sponsor on it. Got a sponsor. Sure, the I mean that's even that's more the controversial. Key. They've got to put their, their yeah, money they behind put their, that. Their, 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 right. He gets he gets fired up. All the guys and <laughs> entertain it. So uh, as as you leave St. Louis, I'm curious now. Somebody who is, comes from Los Angeles leaving St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Let's get some perspective here. Let's get some perspective here. Of all of your of all of your restaurants that you tried in your Ooh. time in St. Louis. Give me a top three. I don't want you to oh narrow it Oh, my gosh, it down. it's so hard. Okay, well, definitely in the top three is going to be Pastoria. Pastoria. I had a feeling that would be in there. I don't know why. I think it's just— Yeah, but that's one that always gets that nod. Yeah, it's partially the feel. It's just so homey, and, you know, like, their gelato is great, too. I'm not even that much of a sweets person, but I love their gelato. It's just the feel you get there. I think it's always buzzing. There's always a lot of people there, and the food is just always spot on. So good. Um, top three— you know what? Lately, I've been loving Benton Park Cafe. Ah. This is a place, I don't know if this has ever happened to you. The first year I moved here, I started going there. And it's not fancy. It's no frills. It's kind mm. of just a little hole-in-the-wall spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started going there for brunch, you know, all the time. And then I started going there too much, so I had to stop. <laughs> and then I forgot it existed for like three years. Oh, wow. No, until, that hasn't happened to me. Until you. like two months ago. So then I started going back again. And now getting your fill before you move on. Right. Yeah, you got to. Right. 
I got to put a barbecue spot in there, so I, I think I'd go with Pappy's. For Pappy's is good. Yeah. God. Yeah, they're good. Is there a good barbecue in L.A.? Um, yeah, yeah, there is. I mean, it's just not, um, it's not known for barbecue. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can find any good food. Name the food and you're going to find sure. it. Sure. L.A. or New York. It's, you know, if you're you in buy a big chicken and waffles city, player, you or Roscoe's chicken oh, well, and waffles. Of course. Okay, but that's like a once a year kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you eat that on a regular basis, you know what? that'd be a problem. I've got to amend my top three. Oh, no. We have an amendment here. Bitten Park, you're out of there. Oh, no. It got moved. Only because... The reason why I had to rediscover that place is because Goody Goody Diner burned down. Goody Goody Diner. It's got to be my number one. I mean, that place. What would you get at Goody Goody Diner? Chicken waffles. Chicken waffles. Yeah. So, you, so you are true to the chicken waffles. Thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, it's so sad. Um, you know, our friend Sylvester, Sly, he, he, he he's their, their front host. I, I'm sure you're aware. Oh, yeah. You've been to Goody Goody. Yeah, I've been to Goody Goody. I mean, he, he greets you with a rhyme. It, he's a he's a limerick uh, poet of our day, and <laughs> poet laureate <laughs> Sylvester, <laughs> and he will greet you with a Shakespearean sort of uh, a rhyme. You know, it's just off the top of his head, just freestyle. And uh, yeah, I mean, we've been actually we've been working to find out the latest on that. We've been trying to talk to the owners. I know Ashley Lincoln, one of our reporters. Yeah. she's been on the Goody Goody beat for a while because I mean, we're personally distraught that it's not that open. That it's not there. That so, was the so what, is, what are they going to do? Is there a? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I I know they're working to reopen it, but I, I don't know if you hear of anything please let, let me let you know. know i mean you know. i would hope that i can have one more one meal more before, before you. i have to leave might have to come back so we have posteria goody goody has replaced benton park i'm in a, sorry in, a, in an park. 11th hour yeah. move and uh <laughs> what is number three i thought either oh pappies that was oh, pappies Pap yeah. what do you get at pappies uh i'm more of a brisket person have you ever had the brisket at salt and smoke have you salt and smoke is good um i can't really go to salt and smoke too much though because their macaroni and cheese is too good and it's and it's so dangerous for fattening, you so it's I dangerous can't, for you I, I, I never get brisket and that brisket there i'm starting to talk about now and it's like a pavlov's dog it's thing. good I, I need to get there and i do like the atmosphere there i mean you go there on a summer afternoon so you're going to del mar south side where are you going no, del mar. Four. Yeah, yeah del mar the yeah. original yeah the loop yeah it's just cool i mean it's just a good i'm, I'm big into atmosphere yeah. places you know so that's how i feel about olive and oak uh, have you been to Olive and Oak? I have never been there, but oh, I've heard you ought, so much you ought about to it. do that before you go. Okay. You ought to do that because that's a good atmosphere thing. Yeah. At least it is to me. It might now. See, here we are. We're living in Kirkwood. We mm -hmm. go from you know traveling around and not having a child, and now it's like, oh, we have a night out and let's go. And oh, it's sweet in St. Louis that something past ten o'clock is actually still got atmosphere, yeah. and that's what I like. So we'll just sit there and have booze. Even I like after Katie's we Pizza and Pasta for My that. My wife's a big fan of all her yeah. friends like that one, too. That's another we go good there play. almost too much. I mean, it's just, it's like those places you find. My husband and I are both the same way. We are creatures of habit, and so I do like trying new places, but it's so nice to just continue to go to those neighborhood spots that you know are going to deliver. And, it can't you know, go wrong with feels that. feels like home. You can't go wrong with that. Yeah. So along those lines, and I can't imagine, and if you were, it'd be great, but I doubt that was the case, that you were out having uh, cocktails all the, all the time in St. Louis. Were you? You? No. Oh, you looked at me like you looked at me like. Of course I was. What are you talking about? No. I've been to Pops five of the last seven nights. Don't right. insult me. So I was just curious, like where you would go to hang out. If we can say this, so we're not gonna have. I wouldn't imagine the audience would they go. Oh, maybe I'll see Courtney. I'm just. Honestly, I'm just curious. I'm trying to think of one place that I go hang. I don't. I don't really. I'm not a hanger outer. Um, <laughs> if quite honestly, if I have a free weekend evening. 
most likely I'm at home. Um, Netflix. What are you doing? Netflix. Cooking something. Sunday baking, night, I always baking cook. something that's clearly baking, offensive. Right. <laughs> Some controversial cookies. That's correct. Um, yeah. No, I I'm a homebody, and I don't know what it is. I think just because I I usually have such a busy schedule, especially on the weekends. You know, you have events, you have things you have to do. So it's just nice to stay home, especially when it's cold. Yeah. You know, you got to think about, oh, I got to put makeup on. Oh, I don't really want to do that. So I just stay home. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I have no hair. <laughs> I look, obviously, I got dialed up, as you can tell. This is very impressive. But for my wife, if we're going to do it, it's like a 90-minute to two-hour deal. It's a lot of work. And I, she's like, you're not going to. I go, I did. I showered, and I, I had to dry my hair, which is, is non-existence, with the towel. And now right? I'm ready so to go. Easy. And now I'm ready to go. Right. Yeah. For like, you guys, it's a different ball game. I got I mean, my husband came up with this scoring system for levels of getting ready. So he goes, is this a level? So I can know what to expect. You know, how long it's going to take you to get ready. So is it? Is this a level one makeup? That would be like, <laughs> you're going out to run errands. Okay. It's very that's minimal. That's good, actually. Right? That's helpful. Level five would be Dolly Parton. <laughs> that's helpful. So, right. Dolly so, Parton. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so most nights of the week, I'm at level four or level five. Really? For work. Well, for work. Okay. Right. Yeah. So... For me, it's like by the time the weekend comes around, it's enough for me to be level one to go to church on Sunday or to go, you know, grocery shopping or whatever. Level one or level two, that's my weekend. You go ball cap? You know, I have a really big head. So. <laughs> First off, I, I, don't, I don't think I... You're always getting me to say things that are, like, about to say, really Doug revealing. says he never wears a ball cap because he's got a really big head. I have a it's really a camo big v head. Thing. I... I think the thing is, like, and I just, not just for the, the record, size. I don't, I really don't, I don't know what you're, t- honestly. Well, there, you think this is volume in my hair? Right. It's oh, it's my just head. It's straight cranium. My skull. <laughs> 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 I think my head is just really round. I don't know what it is. And I do have a lot of hair, too. See, we're so. completely opposite. I have an asymmetrical head with no hair. It's an absolute <laughs> disaster. Oh, it's a mess. It's an awful thing. It's an awful thing. It's a terrible thing. I had my hair braided down once, like cornrows. Did you? It was This wasn't in the awful. TV news stage, was it? No, I was like 12. Oh, okay. It was awful. I'd like to see how that would play. I think that'd be great if you the, would do that. That was the first time I realized I have a really round Charlie Brown head. <laughs> and that, so you didn't keep those in very long, I would imagine. No. That, that was no. a brief thing. <laughs> didn't, a one-time Didn't play thing. well. Right. Did not play well. Um, favorite story you have covered in your time, whether it be reporting or on the desk at KMOV? That's a hard one. Um, man, how am I supposed to pick a favorite story? I don't know. Sometimes people have something that's instantaneous, you know, I think I I asked Savard this and Mike Bush when they were in here and there's something that pops in right away. And then sometimes it's like, God, it's so tough. You know, I don't know. If somebody were to ask me, like my, I have no idea what I would say. I don't know. It's hard. And like, you don't want to say it was my favorite story when all those people hurt or injured. So, but I mean, gosh, I, I think honestly, my favorite coverage has always been anything sports related. So, unfortunately, I wasn't here for the Blues Parade. I'm yeah. sure that would have made my yeah, top three. It really legitimately was cool, even if you didn't care about hockey. It was right. such a great thing. It was so the cool. The city was lifted up by that. Even, again, for people who didn't care yeah. about hockey, it really was a great yeah, thing. Yeah, but I think just anything sports related that I've gotten to cover. And, you know, unfortunately, the biggest story I first covered here was Rams the Rams food, leaving. Right? Yeah. And, you know, from that. But just a lot of—I'm going to have a lot of great memories of covering the Cardinals, opening day, playoffs, you know— yeah. We always set up the stage out in Bush, and you know, I mean, that's just a unique experience that stands out for me. Yeah, that was that was 
something that I don't think people can understand until you're actually in the middle. It's like a college football game. Oh my god! You know, that's yeah. what it's like down there. Then you don't have that. I don't think in any, maybe like NFL, maybe like the Packers or something like that. But yeah. it's nothing. You, you try to explain it to people not from St. Louis, and they go, "A baseball game is like." A, and a, that's why I mean, for me, I'm not even a big sports person, but I think just living in this town, just getting this experience of being in this red-blooded baseball town, it's just going to stay with me forever. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, I won't be a Cardinals fan anymore when I leave, but hey, if the Cardinals play another team that I don't have a stake in, then That's I'm, right. I'm going for the, the Cardinals. Then you'll be for the Cardinals through and through. Yeah. Here's something I'm curious about because you're an intelligent woman. You've seen it now from the anchor desk perspective. I feel like both with Savard and Mike Bush, both when I mm-hmm. was doing sports, they were both sports guys. And then I've had them in here since, and I feel like they have a more, we use the term well-rounded, mm-hmm. well-rounded perspective being on the desk. Uh, empathetic actually is the word that I would, Mm. I would certainly use, especially with, with Steve. Um, so you get to speak on this and now you're on your, on your way leaving, but what are some of the things that you would like to see improve in St. Louis now that you've called it from the anchor desk as a city, as a town? Yes. As a region. I think empathy is a good word because, um, and I don't know that this is necessarily something that is unique to St. Louis, but again, I think. You talk about homeless issues, go back to my one of the things that I'm passionate about. I think I haven't heard enough empathy about um, people who are just in certain situations that you might not find yourself in. And this can go for a lot of different things. You know, maybe not homelessness. Maybe it's just um, battered women. One of the organizations I've gotten to work with here is the Crisis Nursery. They are one of yeah. the most incredible nonprofit organizations I have ever even heard. I mean, just... Just their mission is something, when I heard it, I thought, man, I've never even thought about that before, but you really serve a need in our community. Mm-hmm. I mean, they go into people's homes, they check if they have food in the fr- in the fridge, they go grocery shopping for them, they buy diapers. You know, sometimes they see people reusing diapers to put on their kid. You know, and they're like, can we help you with that? Can we buy you some diapers? They get women out of situations where they might be, um, they might be with an abuser. And then they take those kids, they take care of them in one of their, they have actual brick and mortar nurseries Mm -hmm. throughout St. Louis and they take care of the kids while mom goes and finds a new place for the family to live. Um, Highly recommend any, any spare cash you can give to that organization is going straight to, um, it's just going straight to people who need it. And it's incredible. So yeah, I think empathy, um, but again, I don't think that's unique to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I just think that sometimes people think about how it affects them and they think, oh, man, I would never live downtown because there's so many homeless people. But you just think about that. I yeah. mean, um, I see some of the same people every day still outside on the streets, 20 degrees outside, you know, nothing to eat, barely have a warm coat, barely have shoes. Um, you know, I. but I have found that St. Louis is a very giving town and is a very supportive town. It's just you just got to find some way to connect with that issue where you can see yourself in that person. Yeah, you're going to love on them. You're going to support them yeah. however you can. A final thought. What do you think you're going to miss when, when it's a year or so from Gooey now? Gooey butter cake. Gooey butter, which you probably <laughs> never had had before getting here. I can't imagine. I don't know if it's around anywhere else. I think I had had something that was called gooey butter cake, but it wasn't. It wasn't like this stuff. Here. There's nothing like St. Louis gooey butter cake. <laughs> I mean, and Park Avenue coffee. God bless them. That's that's the spot. That's the spot. <laughs> they make the best gooey butter cake. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, listen, I, I have appreciated you coming in two different times. You had no idea who I was. 
and uh, letting me sit here and talk about how I think well, you're going to make a million dollars, and I do. You. you are, and I and if you need uh, if you need representation, I'm available. Oh well, I do have an agent. I know, but I, I know, but yeah, but I mean, you could have it. a guy doing an AM radio sure. show in St. Louis. You could have your agent in L.A. <laughs> right. I think I think you know what the right decision is. <laughs> Appreciate that, <laughs> yeah. but um, but I've appreciated. I've enjoyed it. And, um, and I really do think, I mean, I think it's kind of up to you if you want to do it, but you're going to be in a spot to be able to do some, I mean, not, not that you haven't already and not that you're about mm-hmm. to anyway, but to do some huge things. In a business, when, I mean, I, I'm sure you get it every once in a while, somebody will email you or say, hey, I have a friend who's in journalism school and communications. Can you talk to them? And one of the things I tell them, unfortunately, is like, we're kind of lottery tickets in the sense that so many people want to do it and then so few get to do it, like mm-hmm. as a career that I just want, you know, caveat I'm toward that beware, it can happen, but it's going to be tough. Yeah. And that's the thing that I want to convey because I wish not, I mean, I guess it's worked out, but I wish somebody would have said, Hey, you know, you might have some talent, but it's going to be really tough. It's like a pyramid as time goes on, fewer and fewer people are getting to play the game. And that's, that's what I, you know what though, but I put myself in that same boat because I think about what I would tell a journalism student today. And I think, Oh, it's a different ball game now, man. Yeah. Because you can be hated on. But for doing here's it. what I would say, and I actually think this can apply to any of us who have been in the, in this business for however many years. It is focus on the skill and not the medium, because this. Oh yeah. It's a changing landscape. Hundred percent. But I mean, there's always going to be a need for journalism. There's always going to need it be a need for um, people who will have certain skills to dig up information to reveal things that are hidden. Um, to know how to ask the questions, what questions to ask. The mechanics of journalism do not change, but the way we deliver that, whether it's through an iPhone or maybe in the future a 3D hologram will appear out of your couch. Like Tupac at Coachella. Sure. Exactly that. (laughs) That's exactly what you were thinking. (laughs) Doug is not here tonight, but here's a hologram of him ranting. But look, if you think that you're just going to be on TV and you're just going to get your hair fluffed and your makeup's going to be done. This That's not what this is. No. And I don't even want that because I don't like people touching me and fluffing my hair. You do not have, we didn't, that, that's not going on at KMO unless things have changed. Oh, no. no, no, we don't have. Yeah, that was, uh, that was no not, the, that was not the deal. Yeah. I mean, at one point there was, but. At KMOV? Uh, well, I don't know about KMOV, uh, yeah, but yeah. Um, as a whole, but to say they the did, they, they never the went back to the sports department. Right? I can tell you that. But we're all so hot, they didn't yeah. need to mess with us. Yeah, I mean, the industry is they're going to look for ways to cut costs. And that's, sure, that that's would be an obvious one, one yeah. without question. Well, listen, I, I appreciate you coming in. I think you're going to have uh, great continued success, thank and you. I've always enjoyed our conversations. So appreciate thank you that. so much. Continued success, Courtney, and soon, someday. We will find out where it is that you were going. You'll find out. Stay tuned. You can follow me on social media. Courtney Bryant News is my Instagram. Oh, but the likes are going away. So go to my Twitter. The likes are going away on Instagram? They're taking away the likes on Instagram. Well, Gangster P looking to be disappointed yeah. that I didn't know this. Yeah. Really? Is that right? When's that going on? Uh, I think this week is the rollout. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that right? That's how I validate my insecurities. Well, find another way. Cause <laughs> <laughs> it's going sale. away. Yes. Hey, look yeah. at this. Don't but I don't look be a stranger. Here? I want to really keep in touch with people. And I think social media is a powerful tool for Absolutely. that. So. Well, I, I'll tell you what. I think this, uh, this, I've always enjoyed the conversations. And, uh, and it's been cool to have you come in here. And I think Thanks. you're going to continue to have great success. So thank you. Courtney, for uh, coming back and and saying your farewells. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'll miss you guys. All right. Thank you, Courtney. All right. So there it is. Courtney Bryant.
it off from St. Louis to parts unknown, at least parts that can't be publicized uh, at this point. Uh, grateful for her time, thanking her for coming into the Home Loan Expert dot com studios. Thank you to Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies for sponsoring our guests once a week here on the Tim McKernan Show. Subscribe to the podcast. I like to think we do some pretty good interviews here. We get some good guests. A tip of the cap to Gangster Pete, Pete Eichels, and Iggy, Kenny Strode for getting these guests to come in. Coming in the studio, too. That's the whole thing. I don't know. I'll be honest with you. Somebody asked me to do something. I'm not sure I want to do anything. If they, if they want to come here, it's great, but I don't know if I want to go anywhere. So I appreciate uh, these guys asking these fine guests to come here. Uh, in addition to James Carlton, the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, online at carltoninsurance.net, design air, on at designairservice.com, the number one train dealer in the Midwest, and Johnny Landoff Chevrolet, Highway 270 in the Washington Elizabeth Exit, online at landoff.com. Chevy, pause, find new roads. So uh, there it is. Gangster Pete, you said you had not met Courtney before. You were impressed. Uh, what was it that impressed you over the course of that interview? Ladies and gentlemen, Gangster Pete. I just thought she carries herself very well. She uh, she is interesting to listen to. Uh, I mean, she's everything you'd want for someone that's going to be on TV. Like, she's smart. She's got her stuff together. And, uh, I mean, I'm not surprised that she has a lot of opportunities. Yeah, I'm hopeful that uh, she does continue to move up uh, in the business because I think she can do some good with it. I don't think she's just like, okay, they're going to pay me this much. And so I'll read the news and whatever they put in the teleprompter, I'll read it. You know, that's the thing that when, when she was in the first time, I thought, oh, that that's, that's encouraging to hear that. Um, because certainly that's, that's a big part of the business now. Um, so I think, I think that that's something that's important, um, to her. And I like how she kept bringing up empathy too, because I think that's important. And yeah. It needs to be more of that. I, th I guess that's something because I, you know, I didn't know Courtney beforehand, but I did know Steve Savard and Mike Bush beforehand. And not to say that they were not empathetic. It was just clear to me when they came in here that they had, I don't even know if changed is the right word so much as had their eyes open because you're constantly reading stories about murders right. or poverty. And once you're in that position, you, you see things differently than when you just pop in at 10, 18 to read your tees after weather and then do three minutes of sports and then go home. It's a different mindset. Yeah. I think all those stories are grinding just for the viewer. Like yeah. I, I rarely watch the local news just because I don't necessarily want a dose of bad news every night. No, you know? So, yeah. so to, I to have to actually do the story every day. Yeah. I can see that. Change. Yeah. So oh, I know sure. I noticed that with Steve and with Mike Bush. Um, so Grateful to Courtney uh, for coming in and uh, enjoyed the conversation. No surprise. Um, and, uh, and my expectation is uh, in four or five years, she is going to be doing uh, something. Um, I mean, it's, hey, listen, anchoring at KMOV, it's not like that's nothing. And anchoring wherever she's going, uh, is, it's not like that's nothing. But I'm just saying, I think this is bigger things. Um, and so I hold her in, uh, in high esteem, as I said, 3,000 times to the point that I think it's getting to the point of being uncomfortable for everyone. <laughs> everyone involved. Um, but I just, I, I'm, I, when I it's, you know, it's like young page views. See, some people go, Oh, you're just saying this because she's an attractive woman. I'm like, ah, listen, I, I know, I know my place in the world. That's not, that's not, it's not it. And I, I've already gone in a stunning development with, with who I married. I'm not looking to, to, to play that card. Young page views talking about playing cards. I'm talking about, I see somebody who's talented and I, and I, and I feel like I'm like, Within five seconds, just like when I saw Courtney on KMOV the first time and I heard her delivery and saw the way she delivered, then he's like, oh, my God, there's a star. Within five seconds of young page views being on TMA, 
I don't know if it was five seconds, but maybe 30 seconds for real. And I didn't know who the guy was at the time. I'm like, this guy's going to fucking kill it. He just is. He's going to absolutely kill it. Uh, and, you know, and and then when it happens, people go, God, how'd you? I'm like, I don't know. I don't really know. But I guess I, it doesn't surprise me. I see he has like a hundred and, I don't even know, 10, 20,000 followers on social media now. And when he was on with us initially, it was like 40, not because we did it, but just because he continues to grow. And, uh, and he had something on the History Channel, Young Page Views did. I mean, it's like some, it's not like a, he's doing a piece on Lincoln, but right. I'm talking about like some, one of their history channel isn't exactly what it was when it first came into uh, in, in its existence. The point is I get excited when I see talent who I know I'm seeing. It's kind of like a scout who goes, they're at the A ball or at double A ball level and they go, oh my God, I know somebody who's going to be huge before you do. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Real recognized real. Game recognized game. <laughs> So that's perhaps where I'm coming from. Anybody like that for you, Gangster Pete, while we're talking? Because I think that's what it's about. So I'm like, this is so clear that we're going to be saying to me in 10 years, wow, Courtney Bryant was in St. Louis. We had that with Russ Mitchell, who was a CBS News anchor. I'm trying to think of others. Matt Weiner, um, Trey Wingo. People take pride when somebody was in St. Louis and then they wound up going somewhere. I might be missing some obvious ones, by the way, and I apologize if I am. I'm not doing it intentionally. Uh, I guess Dana Lesh, I know some people go, oh, politics, politics. But, I mean, she was local, and now she's got a national thing, whether one likes it or not. It's it's a real thing. I just I thought the same thing when I met Paige Views in here. I was like, oh, yeah, this guy. Were you, but you were familiar it. with him. Were you not? Uh, no, not really. Oh, really? I, I, looked, I, did, I Nick was, our videographer, Nick yeah. Neal, and was all excited about it. And I, I felt terrible that you guys were coming in on a weekend. I, uh, yeah, I learned a lot more about him after the interview. No, these During are, and after. Just, you just could tell, you know. Um, so... Uh, that's, I think that's, I think that's what it is. Um, especially in a business, it's so tough. Page views isn't a different thing because Barstool is its own ecosystem, but now he is branching out beyond that. And my guess on page views, whereas I think Courtney will be at some network doing something huge or some kind of show, something huge. And I bet everything I have on that. Uh, I think page views is going to wind up. It's like when I would talk to page views, about what he wants to do and whether or not he has interest in coming back here. He's like, dude, I want to, man, but, I mean, I love this. This this is where I always want to work, man. So, dude, I appreciate it. But And so it's like, and I'd say to to my wife, Anna Marie, I'd be like, I want to, I mean, I would love to work with the guy, but in a way I'd almost feel like I'd be kind of holding him back because I feel like it's it's inevitable he's going to be like maybe doing something where he's chasing alligators around on the Discovery Channel, you know? I don't know, but that's where I feel like that guy's going. So, um that's that's where I'm coming from on this whole thing. Maybe 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 you feel me, maybe you don't. But that's I think what the, what it's all about. So I enjoyed that conversation, and I also I think because she's idealistic in a business that can easily have that swept under the rug because they go here, say stuff you don't necessarily believe or agree with, but we're going to pay you this. I appreciate that. That's not where she's coming from either, and um, I hold that in high regard. So with that all said, Courtney Bryant on her way to a new market. And uh, grateful that she came by the HomeLoanExpert.com studios before she headed on out. As always, thank you to Gangster Pete and to Iggy for booking our guests and bringing them here to Kirkwood in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Thank you to our sponsors for making it all possible. And thank you to you for listening. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been another edition of the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're gonna pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes. 
from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.